0: The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, retold from the Mark Twain original. Chapter 10, A King and a Duke. It was a huge river, sometimes a mile and a half wide. We traveled at night and hid the raft just before daylight. Then we would have a swim and watch the daylight come. As soon as it was night... We took the raft out to the middle of the river and let her float wherever the current wanted. Then we relaxed, dangling our legs in the water and talking about all kinds of things. We were always naked, day and night, at least whenever the mosquitoes would let us be. The new clothes Buck's folks gave me were too good to be comfortable. And besides, I didn't like clothes much. Sometimes we had that whole river to ourselves for the longest time. Sometimes you could see a spark or two, candles or lanterns, on a raft or in a cabin near the shore. Once in a while, you could hear a fiddle or a song coming over from somewhere. It's lovely to live on a raft. The sky was speckled with stars. We would lie on the backs and just look up at them. One morning, I paddled up river a bit to see if I could get some berries. Just as I was passing a pla- place where the path crossed the creek, a couple of men came running up the path as fast as they could. I thought I was a goner for sure. Whenever anybody was after anyone else, I always thought it was a me, or maybe Jim. I was about to paddle away, but they were pretty close by then, and they called down Benny to save their lives. They said they hadn't been doing anything wrong, but they were being chased. There were men and dogs coming. They got bored, and in a few minutes we heard the dogs and the men way off, shouting, I paddled in among the trees and hid us from them. One of the fellows was about 70. He had a bald head and very gray whiskers. He was wearing an old beat up, beaten-up slouch hat, a greasy blue shirt... Ragged old jeans stuffed into his boot tops. The other fellow was about 30 and dressed the same. Both of the men had big, fat, rowdy looking carpet bags. After breakfast, we talked. The first thing that came out was one of those chaps we didn't know one another. What got you into trouble? The bald headed one asked. Well, I've been selling an article yellow off the teeth and it does take it off too. I just takes the animal along with it. But I stayed about one night longer than I ought to. I was just about to get away when I ran across you on the trail. You told me they were coming and begged me to help you right away. So I told you I was expecting trouble with myself and I would scatter out with you. That's the whole yarn. What's yours? Well, the bonehead man said, i have been running a little religious meeting there for about a week, talking to folks about how they should behave. I was taking much as five or six dollars a night, ten cents a head, when somehow a report got around last night that I'd been behaving badly on the sly. This morning, I heard people were gathering. If they got me, they say they'd tar and feather me and ride me on the rail. Oh, man, said the young one. I reckon we might double team it together. What do you think? I could do that. What's your line of work, mainly? I'm a printer by trade, tray, but I usually sell some medicines or work as a theater actor. Oh, I can do a lot of things. Anything that comes in handy. I've done some doctoring in my time, too. I can tell a portion pretty good when I've got somebody along the line the facts for me preaching my line too. Nobody said anything for a while. Then the young man sighed and said Alas What are you a about? asked the bald headed man. To think I was so su- be leading such a life, and to be forced into such company he began to wipe the corner of his eye with a rag. Ain't the company good enough for you? says the bald head, Yes, it is good enough for me. It's as good as I deserve. I don't blame you, gentlemen. Far from it. I don't blame anybody. I deserve it all. I brought myself down. Yes, I did it myself. Brought you down from where? Ah, you would not believe me. The secret of my birth? The secret of your birth? Do you mean to say... Gentlemen said the young man very seriously. I will reveal it to you, for I feel I may have confidence in you. By rights, I am a duke. I am the rightful duke of Bridgewater. He started to cry about he was so poor now. We tried to make him feel better, but he said he couldn't be comforted. He said we ought to bow when we spoke to him, saying, your Grace, My Lord, or Your Lordship. He said he wouldn't mind it if we called him Bridgewater, which was a title. He also told us that one of us out to wait for him at dinner and do any little thing for him that he wanted done. Well, that was easy enough. We didn't, and we could see that made him much happier. But the old man got pretty silent and didn't look comfortable. He seemed to have something on his mind. Then, in the afternoon, he said, "'Look here, Bridgewater. I feel sorry for you, but you ain't the only person with troubles like that.'" Alas No, you ain't the only person with a secret.'" And then he began to cry. "'Bridgewater, you see before you, in blue jeans and misery, the wandering exile trampled on and suffering rightful king of France.'" It didn't take long to make up my mind that these liars weren't kings or dukes nor at all but just low down frauds. I never said a thing to let on that and I knew the truth. I had no objection to want to call them kings and dukes if they as long as everything kept peaceful on the raft. If I learned everything from my pap, it was that the best way to get along with his kind of people is to let them have their way. They asked a lot of questions about why we should hide in the raft during the daytime and who we were running from, so I made up a story for them. I told them that most of my family was gone and Jim and I had been living on the raft with my pa and my little brother, but that they had fallen off the raft when we were hit by a steamboat. That night, it started to rain. The Duke and the King argued a bit over who would sleep in beds. Mine was a bit better than Jim's, and both were under a little wigwam that Jim had made out of some blankets. While the two liars slept in our beds, Jim and I stayed up and kept watch during the storm.